Oh, hey, Steve. Oh, hey, Mike. Well, what's wrong, buddy? Well, I, I just got this new water bottle, but it just looks so plain. Well, have I got the store for you. Introducing the Wild Edible World Podcast Merch Store. Wowie wow! It's the merch store where you can get all of your favorite podcasts merch for all your decorating purposes. How do I find that? Go to wildediblewordpod.shopify.com or go to any of our Instagram and media accounts and view the link in the bio. Wowie wow! It's another wonderful episode of the Wild Edible World podcast, and we have a friend with us today. We'll get to that after our normal introductions. I'm Michael, just one of your hosts. And I am Steve, myciliated grain beware. <laughs> <laughs> and we have with us today our good friend and sponsor of the show, honestly, uh, Brendan Fox of Kiwina Apothecary. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, great to be here. I'm a big fan of you guys' show and uh, and your sponsor. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, you showed your support. Honestly, like it's really cool to have um, people that honestly, like that we were already kind of having conversations um, just because we're in the foraging community together, and uh, it's really fun to be appreciated by your peers and to have them show it monetarily as well, or like you know, not monetarily, but uh, through your support in sponsoring us and. Uh, just the normal support you give by sharing our show, talking with us, and like interacting with us. We love you. Oh, we, I love you guys too. It's so awesome to be here. And, um, you know, I've met you before, Michael, but it's great to meet Steve yeah. finally. Yeah, we did some, some nice uh, hiking out in Batavia last fall, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we met together and had a, yeah, had a drink and stared across the, uh, the marsh. Yes, Nelson Lake, <laughs> one of my favorite childhood lakes. It's cool. So, I mean, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about, uh, you know, your origin as a forager, like where you got started. Like, what was the first uh, forage thing you ever remember eating? It's probably lamb's quarters. Um, my grandfather was from rural uh, Missouri, and he taught me about um, finding, like, roadside asparagus and, you know, eat, making dandelion wine. Um, but, you know... Of course, lamb's quarters grows in almost everybody's backyard, so that was a super accessible um, little plant that he could teach me. And I remember eating it and being like, "Wow, that's just like spinach." And, and uh, yeah. yeah, and I, I guess later on, um, you know, learning more about like uh, climate and just like um, you know human destruction of the planet and that kind of stuff, it kind of put me down a I'd say like a almost like a doomsday prepper kind of road and. Sure. And that that that's what really kind of snowballed it for me is I I wanted to be able to, you know, find food in, in the forest if I ever needed it, um, which eventually, um, <clears throat> you know, turned into me communing with nature a lot. And you know, there's nothing m- like it, man. Yeah, it just uh, my my love of, of communing with the forest just grew and grew, and I learned more and more. And and uh, yeah, personally, if I don't get out into the woods every few days, like I, I get anxiety from it you know there's nothing calming like listening to all the birds sound all the other animal sounds 
little squirrels and chipmunks and shit jumping all over the place. <laughs> you know, that's that stuff like it heals me seriously. Um, Absolutely. So is, is this something that your family has done always or is it something that you kind of started the, the whole foraging piece and all that stuff? Um, so my brother is, is into foraging as well. Sure. And uh, his wife is my wife is uh, they teach their two boys. Um, so we are kind of like a, a, a foraging family. My mother and I go um, morel hunting every um, every Mother's Day, and and yeah. we're oh, actually going to so be sweet. yeah we're going to be going out uh, later today to see if any of those uh, you know early Northern Illinois morels are popping yet. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I'm, I'd say I'm the probably the the most hardcore forager of the family. But um, but yeah, it's definitely an activity the family does together. That's awesome. Yes, that's really really cool. Um, so you. Have you lived in Chicago your whole life, like the Chicago suburbs your whole life, or have you guys kind of moved around? Yeah, so I grew up in in and around Aurora, um, like Sugar Grove, North Aurora, Aurora, um, and then I actually lived on the island of Guam. I was in the Navy, wow, and oh, uh, yeah. lived in Guam in Japan, and then moved back. And when I moved back, I lived in the city of Chicago for about 15 years before moving to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And that's where you are now, right? That's where I am now. I've been there for, this will be coming up on four years real soon. Oh, like, wow. Cool. Like foraging Mecca. Yes. You know, Honestly, it's in a lot yeah, of ways. Great Lakes area, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You're part of it. Totally. Um, but, you know, I, I moved up there thinking that, you know, the foraging was going to be so much easier because there's so much more, you know, <laughs> land to forage from. But, like, for instance, the morels. I, I always had way more better luck down here with morels really mm-hmm. We're at. but you know like no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're gonna be like uh following me later today to all my morel spots probably. i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> I, def- I definitely didn't slip a tracker into your pocket <laughs> that's where he was coming from the parking lot you know yeah. oh i almost came out that way oh yeah it's really just putting it on his yeah, car. putting a tracker underneath your car but um yeah what were we talking about uh how you i guess where you where you are you're based in uh the UP right now, Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and so oh, right. so yeah, so morels up there. Yeah, um, have a real hard time finding them. Um, one of the problems is extremely oppressive mosquitoes, mm-hmm. um, and I, d- I just don't think they grow quite as uh, well up there. But you know, other things like chanterelles and chaga, I just kill it up there. So it's yeah. been it's been really nice. Yeah, yeah, you know, every spot uh, like each ecosystem has its own little pros and cons, or like things that you can harvest. Like we can't get chaga around here, you right. know. So that's. Uh, your morel honestly because we we're lousy with like different kinds of species of morel around here mm-hmm. and the chanterelles as well but um so now you're working on uh, mostly you have your apothecary business right like that's kind of your yep. main main gig so yeah i i uh, i wear a few hats okay. um so the uh Cubano apothecary is my my tincture business i make um um extractions of of herbs and mushrooms both um cultivated and wild and then I'm also a master gardener, um, nice. and I, I work for um, private homeowners, you know, in, in their gardens. Most of my clients are, like, um, older uh, master gardeners or uh, garden, you know, kind of like um, they've built these big, beautiful, extensive gardens. Mm. And then, you know, they might have, like, a, a hip surgery or, or something like that. Or maybe, sure. there's, you know, it's just getting to be too much for them to handle or uh, that kind of thing. So I come in, and, and you know, I know... The difference between um, cultivated plants and uh, and quote unquote weeds and sure. and help kind of recover or maintain these big beautiful uh, landscapes for people, 
And then in the winter, I, I groom uh, ski trails. Um, I, dr- I drive a big old tracked uh, snowcat. <laughs> Those videos you, you would share of like the time lapse from like the back seat or something. Yeah, yeah. That was so cool. Just seeing you go through all these <laughs> ski trails. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I've never seen that's something that was completely uh, foreign to me. So. It was. I mean, it was completely foreign to me uh, as well just a few years ago. Sure. And, yeah. I, I had never even ridden like a snowmobile or anything like that. And, oh, yeah. Um, now I'm like an expert, you know, snowmobiler and snowcat operator. Um, But yeah, almost every morning of the winter, I wake up early in the morning and um, ride, you know, ride around in the snowcat about 13 miles through the woods and look for chaga and and, uh, take pictures of owls. You get paid to do that? I get paid to do that. It's incredible. (laughs) There's uh, the city that we're in, actually, Plainfield. Uh, has gotten really big into cross country skiing. Cool. So they just recently bought one of those like trail makers that you pull behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it's something similar to what you use behind and a snowmobile, probably. Yeah, okay. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're they're getting really big into it. The the mayor John um, is is just a fanatic. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Did you guys get enough snow for that this winter? No. No, I don't think Darn. so. No, it snowed like <laughs> once. Yeah. Like we yeah. got one good like one snow, decent and then snow. that was it. It was yeah. gone a few days later. Very, very mild winter this year, um, yeah. which hopefully makes for a good, you know, decent growing season, maybe. Like, it yeah. seems to be staying, like, while it's not snowing, it's just because, like, we, we still got a lot of rain, so it was kind of a pretty wet winter around here. Mm-hmm. So hopefully the morale season's pretty good. I have a ton of stuff in the ground already as far as, like, garden plants. Well, yeah, the last frost came, like, way earlier than yeah, it's supposed usual. To, it's supposed so. to snow, like, Sunday night, I think. Yeah, but it, the ground's not even going to get that cold, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, let's talk a little bit more about, I guess, let's be a little bit specific with, like, the uh, apothecary business. So, like, when it comes to your tinctures, uh, like, what specific, you, you work with Lion's Mane and Chaga. Those are some of the ones that you shared with us, I believe. And then yep. some, uh, you also sell raw Chaga as well? No, um, I'm not currently selling raw Chaga. Um, that's, I, I haven't. I don't usually find enough. I could really get back in the woods and find tons and tons of chaga that I could sell. Sure. Um, but that's just not something I've gotten into yet. Um, okay. I mostly just find enough to tincture and sure. you know make my my best selling super seven um, with the uh, with the chaga that I find and and then I save a little bit for like some chaga tea for uh, personal use. But no, I haven't gotten into that. I'm just kind of sticking, you know, keeping it simple with the tinctures. Um, yeah. I, I really want to focus on pro- product quality, and I feel like the more products that I get into, like the, 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 the quality, you know, potential for the quality to go down is, is there. So I'm just keeping it real simple, really focusing on my, um, you know, 13 to 15 products at any given time. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I respect that. Absolutely. Sigh. What's wrong, buddy? Well, I just realized this mushroom supplement I bought isn't actually made with mushrooms. It's made with something called myceliated grain? Myceliated grain? Oh, no! I'm sorry to tell you, buddy, but myceliated grain is a sure sign of a poor-quality mushroom supplement. Well, dang. I wanted mushrooms, not brown rice. What should I do? Well, you should support a small-batch producer from right here in the Midwest. Kiwino Apothecary. Kiwino Apothecary? Tell me more. 
Kiwina Apothecary specializes in high-quality mushroom extracts from Michigan, and they always use real mushrooms, never, never, never myceliated grain. That sounds like exactly what I've been looking for. Where can I order? Well, you can find them at kiwinaapothecary.etsy.com. That's K-E-W-E-E-N-A-W apothecary.etsy.com. Be sure to read their many excellent reviews. Thanks, buddy. I don't want no low-quality mushroom products from a factory. I want Kiwina Apothecary. Wowie, wow! I'd rather buy your stuff over the uh, the other more popular, sometimes you know, uh, medicinal mushroom uh, <laughs> that, mycelium supplement. That company. other brand, yes, that other brand. <laughs> now the the person who owns. <laughs> Excuse oh, me, Gesundheit. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You know, I I have a lot of respect for Paul Stamets. He's written some really great books, but I um, I personally uh, don't uh, care for his. Um, products no there's a lot of reason to be skeptical on the quality of those products absolutely there's not you know there's something to be said for you know the impact and the inspiration that you cause in people you Mm -hmm. know which is its own positive effects in some ways but uh yeah uh anyway moving on from that uh well one one point on that um yeah the uh the i think the big difference and 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 then we can just go ahead and call it out the um the maciliated grain yeah absolutely um, so yeah he he doesn't actually fruit his mushrooms that he makes his products with um he just uses the you know the the maciliated grain and for your listeners who don't know what that is it's just the the fungus growing on a substrate which is usually like a brown rice or something like that mm-hmm. so there's no actual mushrooms that go into his products and and when I when I learned that, that was actually a big reason I started making products for myself before the business started. Started making these products for myself because I wanted those good benefits from uh, you know these medicinal mushrooms. And um, I was like, well, you know, I'm I'm already a forager. I can just go find these mushrooms and get some vodka and make some tincture. And that's what I started doing. And started giving a, you know samples to my friends and family, and they were a big hit. And they're like, you should sell these. <laughs> and here we are four hours later. You know, I have, I have um, somewhere around 1,100 sales on Etsy and, you know, over 200 five-star reviews. And That's amazing. Yeah, yeah that's it, awesome. It's just booming. It's great. It's, yeah. a, it's a dream come true. That's wonderful, man. Um, and you guys, yeah, you're still living a, a different kind of dream, too. You're, you're hitting us on the tail end of a big old vacation you took, huh? Yes. Um, so um, my my wife Caroline had her her uh, her parents own a farm down in North Carolina in the, the town called Kernersville. Yeah. And it's a just a beautiful beautiful farm, and we get to go. They have a tulip festival every spring, so we drive down and and work at the tu- tulip festival every spring. And this year we decided instead of just cutting down through the lower peninsula of Michigan and like doing a straight shot like we usually do we were like eh, let's go through canada so we That's we drove awesome. through ontario um, shortcut yeah. <laughs> yeah um it was funny actually all, the entire time we were in canada we were actually south of where we live huh which is you'll have to look at a map to uh yeah. kind of make that work in like your brain latitudinally yeah. yes exactly. what growing zone do you, do you live in is it like 3b maybe something yeah 4A? i'd say something like Somewhere that. In there? Yeah. Just curious. It's extremely Sorry. short. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it was just before we started recording, I was telling Michael that um, we still had three or four feet of packed snow just two weeks ago. Dang. So, yeah. um, Nothing like that down here. (laughs) (laughs) Whole different place. But, you know, we get a lot more sunlight. So it's a short, it's a a fast and furious season, Mm, both for for farming or gardening and for foraging. Yeah, absolutely. So any good foraging up in Canada while you were on your travels? Unfortunately, the uh, the day, our big travel day through Canada, of about eight hours of travel, which was supposed to be our really beautiful scenic drive through um, like the, the north shore of uh, Lake Huron. Yeah. It pretty much like blizzard for like the first five hours and then thunderstorm for like the last three. So it was, it was kind, kind of a big bummer. We did, we did find a nice uh, restaurant on the shore in a town called uh, Perry Sound that was kind of nice, but but we did uh, after that we went to um, to uh, Niagara Falls, oh, which cool. I had never been nice. to before. And Canada that side's great. It just like yeah, almost moved me to tears. Definitely mind blowing. Yeah, it sure. was yeah. it was incredible. And then a beautiful drive through the the wine country. Once we got into New York, from New York to like uh, you know Buffalo, New York to Erie, Pennsylvania, it's almost like nothing but vineyards for for like 200 miles. It's really incredible. That sounds huh. like fun. I yeah. didn't know that. Yes. You have to take the scenic route off the highway along uh, Lake Erie, though, to, okay. s- to see it. So highly recommend. All right. That sounds like a wonderful, wonderful trip. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then we stopped in Pittsburgh, Bur- Pittsburgh for two days, uh, drove through uh, West Virginia, found some ramps. Um, actually, we found the ramps nice. in West Virginia on the way back up. But, oh, there you go. Um, yeah, West Virginia is just gorgeous. Virginia is gorgeous. Um, as long as you don't get a ticket for speeding, and then uh, and then um, uh, North Carolina was wonderful. So. Awesome, awesome. But we are ready to be home. We're going to be driving home tomorrow, ready to uh, yes, go enjoy our own spring, which is emerging. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, safe travels up back north, man. Safe yeah, travels. Yeah, man, thanks for including us on your trip. This yeah. is awesome. So good to see you. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, welcome back to your homeland for a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to go take a walk and hang out and enjoy this nice weather. Before, before we uh, go. Yeah, before we go. Your favorite wild edible. Yeah, what's your current favorite? Like, uh, what, what are you looking forward to the most this season? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I think because I had such a killer chanterelle year last year, that's been heavy on my mind. Um, can't think of anything Listeners else. to the pod will know that chanterelles are Steve and I's very favorite mushroom. Yes. Very yes. Love it. Love it. So I, I'm stoked. Yeah we, yeah, we found so many last year, and I just ate chanterelles almost every day for the whole summer. Uh. What's the average size of the chanterelles up in the peninsula? Is it, like, as big as your hand, or are we talking, like, Chicago, palm-sized? Uh, there are certainly some that you can find close to maybe maybe my hand maybe not your hand. Uh, <laughs> we do have I, dude, that's awesome, radically. That's I have <laughs> I have Donald Trump hands, so my <laughs> huge. <laughs> that's, uh, no, that's awesome though, man. I, I've I, I've never been anywhere where you can find chanterelles that big. Ours, no. I'm, I'm always just dealing with ours. Ours are just like yeah. I mean, I was being but generous when I said the size of my palm. It's yeah. really the size of my thumb or like one of our my pinky. Sure, honestly, they're, they're the Chicago chanterelles. Trails are very, very tiny, yes. but they are numerous. Yeah, there's so, a ton of them. That's uh, for sure. What else? What, okay, so that's our that's your mushroom. You got a plant? Got a plant in mind? Hmm. Um, I'm really excited about going after some. I want to pick a whole lot of self heal this year. Cool. It's one of my favorite medicinal herbs. Yeah. 
Um, I use it almost every day, uh, like my like a couple of my mushroom tinctures. So it's it's definitely awesome. in my daily mix. Um, yeah, I want to. I really want to go after a lot more uh, like teeny tiny herbs and just like <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, picking dude. blueberries. You know, I'm, yeah, for um, sure. I'm pretty excited about that. But. In the last couple of years, I've been on like an apple kick, like a wild, wild apple yes, kick. Yes, if you got... And so, yeah, for sure looking forward to that. We have so many apple trees Son all over where we live. We got to plan a trip. <laughs> yeah, yes. uh, so many trips we got to plan. Apple country. So we're, we're, sh- we're renting a, uh, our apartment right now, but we're shopping for, for a house, a little, like, um, little homestead. And yeah, it's really, really common to find like old... Um, Old oh, sure. orchard or like feral apples um, mm-hmm. on properties. That's badass. And, you know, of, co- of course, they always mention it in the um, in yeah. the in the listing. Um, oh, really? They'll be like, "Oh, selling point would be like there's old apples, apple mm-hmm. trees on the plot." Absolutely, yeah. Wow. A- apple that would sell me. Honestly, yeah. I mean, it like, would. <laughs> but I feel like the housing market around here, they'd be like, "Well, that's just so much stuff you got to clean up." Yeah. I heard you no, have to prune those every year. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> No scrumpers around these parts, yeah. you know? No, no real scrumpers. <laughs> um, well, cool. Any other questions, Steve? No, I think that's yeah. it. Let's, let's go hang out. Let's yeah, let's check go, out these let's trout lilies. Enjoy some sun. Thanks for stopping by, man. Hey, thank you guys. This has been awesome. Yeah, it's I such was a only a little bit nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody We're is. We're so nice, it's, though. You yeah. can't be nervous. Yeah, well, you guys are so about. cool, and I want to be like one of the cool kids. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Promise. <laughs> Promise. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on the Wild Edible World podcast. This has been another episode where we talk about the best food you can find for free. Love you guys. Bye. Steve. Oh, hey, Mike. Well, what's wrong, buddy? Well, I, I just got this new water bottle, but it just looks so plain. Well, have I got the store for you. Introducing the Wild Edible World Podcast Merch Store. Wowie wow! It's the merch store where you can get all of your favorite podcasts merch for all your decorating purposes. How do I find that? Go to wildedibleworldpod.shopify.com. Or go to any of our Instagram and media accounts and view the link in the bio. Wowie wow!